Saudi fans celebrated the arrival of football legend Cristiano Ronaldo in Riyadh Tuesday. Benzema is the latest soccer megastar to join Cristiano Ronaldo in the Saudi league. Brazilian footballer Neymar is leaving Paris Saint-Germain to join Saudi Pro League side Al-Hilal. Cristiano Ronaldo and Neymar are among the, the most popular players in the world. They are among the best players in the world. And uh, this is what we're doing by bringing household names like that to the Saudi league. We are elevating the level of play. The big stars like uh, Ronaldo and Neymar are an affirmation for the Saudis that they want to come there and play in country. They want to help them grow sport. They want to help affect positive trajectory of that country uh, over the next 20, 30 years. The decision of Saudi Arabia to promote the Saudi league and attract some of the world's top stars threatens to disrupt the traditional order of soccer. Traditionally, soccer has been dominated by the big European leagues, and this is the first time that really significant threat has been posed by an outside league. Public Investment Fund is Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund. It was actually established in 1971. Now it is the leading engine that is leading what we call Saudi Vision 2030. It is investing strategically both in Saudi Arabia as well as internationally. It is investing in 13 different strategic sectors that include aerospace, information technology, housing, entertainment, construction, healthcare, and you name it. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, chairs the fund's board. His love for soccer is universally known, and it became even more evident when he inspired King Salman to declare a public holiday after their country beat Argentina in the early stages of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. In 2021, the PIF bought a majority stake in the English soccer club Newcastle United. In 2023, the PIF took over four major domestic soccer clubs, Al-Itihad, Al-Nasser, Al-Hilal, and Al-Ali. Saudi Pro League is the top men's professional soccer league in Saudi Arabia. So like most countries, they have a national league, which is popular and people follow. And what's happening here is that the government, through the uh, investment fund is channeling money into the clubs so that they can acquire players. The Saudis, just like MLS, just like any league in the world, would love to have uh, the greatest player in their league. And we admire and respect what they're doing to build their league in Saudi Arabia. And we think as the sport grows globally, that eventually is good for Major League Soccer. Saudi Pro League and investment in Newcastle United. I think the PIF takes the view that it can increase the profile of Saudi Arabian investment in sport, both domestically and internationally. Needless to say, the popularity of the Saudi Pro League is nowhere near the European leagues. During the 2021-2022 financial year, the English Premier League generated nearly $7 billion in revenue, whereas the Saudi Pro League made around $120 million. Clearly, if top stars are going to Saudi Arabia, which gives credibility to the league, credibility to the teams, then with that comes uh, legitimacy. Um, it is seen as being a valid, realistic and important place to play. And so as a consequence of that, you do see others begin to follow. And, and clearly there's been this multiplier effect this year. First Ronaldo, then Benzema, then Angola Conte, Riyad Mahrez, and and maybe others will follow too. It's this kind of icon strategy associated with the Pro League 
is one way of not just attracting human resources, attracting talent, attracting the best possible elite professional athletes. It's also a way of building engagement with fans as well. The EPL is averaging 40,000 uh, fans per match, generally. Saudi Arabia is averaging 9,000 fans per match. So one could ask, why would you invest all that money into a property that's drawing 9,000 fans? It's a long-term effort, and it's not just about that team. It's not just about that league. It's about the nation-state itself. The Premier League has been established for well over a hundred years in terms of English football. The likes of Manchester United and Liverpool and Manchester City and Chelsea, they have global fan bases and Manchester United have over 1.1 billion supporters according to the club itself. So I think it's unrealistic for clubs like Al Hilal to expect to compete with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Manchester United and so on. This is definitely a journey. This is not a, just a, a one weekend uh, we've set off to to achieve this objective, to, to be one of the top 10 leagues in the world. So we do have a mission, and that is to kind of unleash the, uh, the potential that we have to drive change. PGA Tour and its Saudi-backed competitor Live Golf, along with Europe's DP World Tour, have agreed to merge in expectation of creating a global entity for the game of golf. The oil-rich country hasn't been shy from splurging cash in sports and other events. The merger between the PGA and the Saudi-backed Live Golf is a prime example. Giant Saudi sovereign wealth fund PIF, which created Live to invest significant, I'm told, what will be billions of dollars. In 2018, Saudi Arabia signed a 10-year deal with World Wrestling Entertainment to host events in their country, a deal reportedly worth $100 million a year. In 2021, the kingdom hosted the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, a Formula One motor racing event for the first time. In the same year, Saudi Arabia signed a three-year deal worth $25 million with Lionel Messi to promote their tourism. Critics argue that Saudi Arabia is using sports as a tool to distract from the real issues in the country, a term known as sports washing. The murder of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018, for example, remains a controversial flashpoint in Saudi relations. Furthermore, the country is also notorious for its crackdown on freedom of expression and peaceful dissent. Human Rights Watch said that a Saudi court sentenced a man to death in July. His crime? Criticizing the country's leadership on Twitter. The nonprofit's recent report highlights that dozens of Saudi human rights defenders and activists remain imprisoned for critiquing authorities or advocating for political and rights reforms. First, we should think about what we mean by the term sports washing. What we mean is that a nation or an organization is using their involvement in sport in order to project a positive image of themselves, perhaps a more positive image than everybody else has. Nothing happens in Saudi Arabia without it being something that the ruling family wants to happen and that MBS wants to happen. So there's no question that he's behind this. And of course, he has an image of his own that he needs to whitewash as best he can. So he must certainly be hoping that this kind of investment will help promote a better image, not just of Saudi Arabia, but of himself. I've always said that if you just hold an Olympic Games or if you just hold a FIFA World Cup in a country, and expect the money to roll in or the people to roll in or clouds to part of the sun to shine, it won't happen. It has to be part of a much broader strategy. The notion that we are investing and promoting sports simply to improve our standing in the eyes of others or uh, 
in the international community, frankly, we find it a little bit uh, offensive. It's a little insulting. And that's why I, I need to stress this point. Every single measure that is uh, taking place in Saudi Arabia, every reform measure, every initiative, every program that is currently being implemented in Saudi Arabia is being implemented for one of two major reasons. It is either being implemented to advance the interests of Saudi Arabia as a country or to improve the lives of, of Saudi people or both. So every other consideration is a distant second. We take the preservation and the protection of human rights very seriously. We are proud of our human rights record. We have passed a number of reforms over the last few years. You know, we take care of our Saudi people. We are more than happy to address these uh, issues and, and these allegations, which frankly we find to be uh, baseless and, and frankly quite biased. We tend to use sport as a, as a shorthand for understanding what countries are like. And Saudi Arabia understands this and so he's seeking to project soft power, I think, through sports so that we, we don't think about Saudi Arabia in a bad way. We begin to think about Saudi Arabia in a different way, possibly even a positive way. There is immense competition amongst the Gulf nations for prestige and international recognition. And there's no doubt that Qatar's hosting of the 2022 World Cup will have raised some jealousies amongst other Saudi nations. And it's likely that this is part of the motive for trying to build up the Saudi League in order to make Saudi Arabia a potentially an attractive venue for a World Cup and therefore um, put it on a par, if you like, giving equal status with Qatar. They want to project an image of themselves as a progressive nation. And one way they might further cement that is by uh, winning a bid to host the World Cup in 2030 or beyond. And building up at the Saudi League may well be part of that strategy. We have a predominantly young population that loves soccer, that is not only watching soccer, they're playing soccer. We have one of the world's fastest growing tourism sectors in the world. People who are coming to Saudi Arabia are also flocking and attending some of these entertainment events, some of these sporting events. So we believe that we have the right formula for success. And, uh, you know, time will tell, but I'm certainly very optimistic. When a place like Saudi Arabia invests in a sport like soccer, suddenly the focus on soccer is higher than it's ever been before. That's good for the fans, that's good for the sport. However, when Saudi invests in soccer, people around the world are also starting to look at Saudi Arabia with a new light, sometimes good, sometimes bad. So there are two sides to every discussion. That's what's happening with this investment and that's a good thing. Sunshine on all of this is a good thing.